Hello and welcome back to the Ohio High School Hoops Around the State podcast. I am your host, Kurt Stubbs, and we are very excited to bring you episode three of The Chase featuring John Diebler. Today we will talk about the 2005-2006 season, which was John's junior year. And this is kind of a new beginning for John and the Upper Sandusky Rams as they graduated several talented guys off their undefeated state championship team. Um, you know, his brother Jake, Miles Weaver, Greg McKaylee. And, and John would be kind of thrust into a new role as a junior where the first two years of high school, John could just kind of be a player uh, and do what John did best, which was you know, put the ball in the basket, you know, rebound the ball, block shots, uh, and, and those kind of things where he just, you know, Jake Jake was more of, of the, the leader, uh, where now John, with those guys graduating, uh, had to take on kind of a different role. And not to mention, you know, they were bringing in, you know, a lot of new guys where they still thought that they could be really successful, even though they lost a lot of uh, talented seniors. Uh, one of those guys coming in would be freshman Alex Falk um, to to come alongside John, and, and he would be a big uh, instrumental piece uh, moving forward in John's career, helping him and the Rams uh, reach uh, the state championship game uh, in John's last high school game. But this would be Alex's his freshman year, and, and John... Um, as I said, w- would become kind of the leader of this team. A- and with that, they were also issuing in a, a much more difficult schedule. Uh, Coach Diebler, when he got there, the schedule was already in place. Um, but now that he kind of has his hands on it, he has really upgraded that schedule. And we will talk about that. We also talk about John decommitting from Valpo. Uh, and committing in late September of 2005 to Ohio State. And John tells a good story uh, about uh, how he presented uh, his decommitment to Valpo and Coach Drew. Uh, So you'll want to hear that. Uh, We talk about, uh, as I mentioned, the upgrade in the schedule. In Game 2, they go down to Cincinnati, San Xavier, and just get rocked. And and he talks about how that kind of uh, helped them to kind of see where they were at, uh, and it was kind of a wake-up call for him and the young guys moving forward. Um, we also go into his individual games, uh, and he had a lot of great ones that year, because when you look at it, you're, you're taking a lot of scoring off the board when you had Jake, and you had Greg, and you had Miles, and, and some of the other guys that were scoring a lot of points as well. So now Jake, or now John, um was being required to score even more. And we look at that early game, uh, which was a three-point loss to Bellevue, where John had 44. Uh, we we talk about uh, another big stage game where they play in the play-by-play classic at the Schottenstein Center, where John had 36. Um, and, and they were playing a Hamilton team that was just two years removed from the Division One state championship uh, John kind of tells us a little bit about the, the, the tough start. Uh, after eight games, they were four and four. And to that point, John had only lost four games in his first two seasons in high school. Uh, but the Rams would win 11 of 12 um, following the four and four start, which got started with a 70 
seven-point performance from from John against Tiffin Columbian in a 105-100 win. That was the most points scored in Ohio since 1969, and we obviously will will go into detail about that game. Um, John follows that up with 35, 38, 30, 33. He had 52 uh, in a revenge game against Bellevue. Uh, 32, 35, and 18 boards. 35, and then uh, 38 and 10 blocks. So we talk about uh, a lot of those games and just you know how regular 30, 35, 38 became for him. Um, that year in the NOL, uh, it was kind of the Willard show. Jimmy Langhurst was a senior. He had a lot of experience. They had a lot of other very good players on that team at Willard. Um, they were 20-0 and in the regular season. They, they beat Upper twice. But Upper would see them again uh, after defeating Galleon in Ontario in the sectional. Um, in the game against Galleon, John would go over the 2,000-point mark. And then they would get uh, Norwalk in the district semis, which they would defeat at Ashland. And then in the district finals, uh, in front of 3,000 at Kate's Gymnasium, uh, they would lose a heartbreaker to Willard, 101-98. to And a lot of people um, have told me, uh, just since the, you know this, this thing took off, that, that that game was one of the best games they had ever seen. It's a very underrated game when you're talking about Ohio's all-time great games. Diebler um, had an injured elbow in that game and still was able to get 55. Jimmy Langhurst also scored 55, and he broke Nick Dial's 2003 record of 53 uh, in doing so. John did have a chance to tie this game. The, the shot rimmed out, um, and Willard would end... Uh, the Rams season. Uh, Willard would end up getting beat by St. Vincent St. Mary 65-63 in the regional final. So that kind of sets up um, John's senior season, uh, which we'll talk about in episode four. But uh, this is a very good episode because it's it's a lot it's it's a lot different because John is in that new role and, and you know he's having to carry um, a lot more of the load in the early going, trying to bring some of these younger guys along. So I really think you're going to enjoy the episode, and uh, let's get it rolling. Two years left, and, and right before and I want to make this more about the, the individual piece, the, the chasing of the record of these last two years here. Uh, you, you don't return a whole lot uh, to, to the, the roster from the previous year, but you do um, welcome in a, a guy that would end up uh, being kind of your sidekick when it came to scoring uh, when you were a senior freshman, Alex Falk, uh, comes into the mix. Alex um, ends up, you know, if you fast forward, uh, Division II Player of yep. the Year at West Liberty. Uh, had a great career up there. Could really score the ball. Fit fit that yeah. system perfectly. Um, but right before that season, late in September, you you commit to OSU. Um, 
And I was reading an article, and I guess I had to put myself in the time frame. It's 2005, and a guy from uh, an Indiana paper was he was just he was just disappointed that you you went back on your word uh, that you, that you were going to Valpo. Uh, people wouldn't people wouldn't even even uh, you know blink at that now. Uh, as far as somebody, you know, decommitting from somewhere. And, and, you know, this is a great opportunity for you, John, to to play at Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, I, I had grown up a Buckeye Wait. fan, um, was never really recruited by them at a young age until Coach Mata got there. And I was always honest with, with Coach Drew because, I, I mean, to this day, I'm telling you, like, they're one of the nicest families I've ever met. Um, they've obviously been very good to my brother and um, – you know, I was open with them. I was like, listen, I've, you know, drawn some interest from these schools and, you know, I just didn't want to have any regrets. And I, you know, I did my due diligence. And at the end of the day, I felt that for me personally, it was best to go to Ohio State. I always dreamed of playing at, you know, that level. And I think for me, it was more of a, once we beat those teams after my South year and, and I played well against those players, I was like, you know, what? I, I can play at that level. I think I can. And I didn't want to have any regrets and say, you know, well, I wish I would have done this. And, you know, that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life to this day was to tell Coach Drew that I was going to decommit from there and go to Ohio State. And I remember that night when I decided I was going to go to Ohio State. My mom and dad made me drive. We, drove, we all drove to Valpo. Jake was at school at that time. And – we did the three-and-a-half-hour drive right up 30 to Valpo, and I, and I told them. I had to tell them to their face. They wouldn't let me call them. They wouldn't let me text them. They were like, well, if you're going to do this, you're going to go tell them to their face, and I did. And I remember sitting in their office with Coach Drew and the other coaches and my brother, and, you know, as a, as a guy going into his junior year, I became a man really quick. Not yeah, that couldn't have been easy. But, but no, it was, um, you know, it was, it was a dream of mine, and, and it, Jake understood. Uh, Coach Drew understood they were incredible about it. And, you know, obviously, you know, they were fantastic throughout the whole process. And I was excited to, you know, to go to Ohio State as, as a growing up in Ohio as a Buckeye fan. And Coach Mata is like a second father to me. I talk to him every other week still to this day. So it just it worked out. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, that group of guys that you – were with in that run at Ohio state were some of the most incredible, like young men. Uh, and now, I mean, obviously <laughs> you guys are, you're getting a little bit up there in age, but uh, just a great group of guys, you know, David Lighty guy, we haven't even mentioned, but um, oh, those guys are family. I mean, you know, so everyone lives in Columbus in the off season. It's awesome. We all get together all the time. We're in group text. We talk every day. That's a, that, that's incredible. Um, and it probably, you know, if you think about it, probably the one of the more popular, most popular guys um, in your run at Ohio state was Mark <laughs> Titus. Titus. Great guy. He's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but uh, all jokes aside, you guys head into your junior season. Now, is this something you're, you're thanking your dad for doing this or it, was this the plan? Look, you guys beefed the schedule up quite a bit uh, heading mm-hmm. into your junior that, season. I mean, that was, my dad has always, uh, he's always been about, like, I want to play, I want to play guys. And when we first got there before we won state, their schedule was already made. So he couldn't, there was nothing he could do about that. Right. But 
I mean, I think we knew, obviously, coming off state championship, we lost some key pieces. I mean, we weren't as good as we were. Now, we thought we were really good, and we were like, listen, we're going to make another run at it. We were excited about who we have back, excited about, you know, the guys that are going to step up, and, you know, beefing our schedule helped us. And then the league was tough again. I mean, <laughs> the league was, was tough enough. Yeah, Will, Willard uh, actually uh, runs the table that year. Yep. So, you think about it, um, not to get too far ahead, the last three years, there's three years in a row where we had an undefeated season. We won state. The next year, Willard loses one game, and then my senior year, we were state runner up, all from the same league. That's, that's, uh, that's quite a run, especially, um, you know, from the now, but I think it's, the, Defunct yeah, the Northern Ohio League. Now. I don't even know um, what the leagues are split. like. <laughs> well, you guys um, come into this season, uh, I guess, you know, from an individual standpoint, you've lost, you know, you've lost Miles, you've lost Greg, you've lost Jake, and that's a lot yeah. of a lot of scoring um, from from the previous year. When does it pop in your mind? When does it cross your mind that maybe I, I could go at this scoring record that year? I didn't even think about it. it I didn't like. I couldn't even have told you there was a scoring record. <laughs> to be honest with you, I had no idea. I uh-huh. didn't have any idea until my senior year. Till the beginning of the season, we're like, "Hey, did you know that you're actually within reach?" And I was like, "What?" Like I had no idea. I was just going. You were just putting the ball in the, in the basket like, and on the. Well, I want to I want to highlight a couple of these games from your junior season because you you really get rolling. But um, you kind of get your first taste of, of uh, you know the new schedule uh, in game two. You play Cincinnati Cincinnati Saint X. Uh, you had thirty three, uh, but you get. Be- yep. Yeah, you got beat by thirty. Um, they were coming off uh, a Johnny state Wolf. runner up the year before. Yeah, and and Walt Gibbler has a big night against you guys, 28 points. Uh, This is a team that would go back to the regional, and St. X X was in the height of their their run there uh, in the mid-2000s when you guys played them back-to-back years. Um, What did you learn from this game? Where where was this game played at? We went Okay, so you went into their – Oh, okay. Was, it was crazy. I mean, I think my dad and, uh, he did it on purpose. Well, he knew we were going to get smoked. I mean, we just weren't we weren't better than them. And I think he did it <laughs> for our team, just to like, hey guys, you might have won state last year, but no one cares about that. It was a good wake up call for us. Yeah, that was that was right around the time too where Saint X, um, they would always have yeah. a you know a, a guy like a Gibbler or Johnny Wolf, but they had oh, they were huge. four, five, yeah. six guys that were six, seven. I was our tallest guy. Well, no, um, Curtis. Yeah, Curtis six, six. Yeah. I mean, we. Oh, they kicked our butts. Well, you come back and, and it doesn't get any easier because game yep. three, you're you're playing Willard, um, and they beat you one hundred two seventy nine. You had thirty six and fourteen. Jimmy Langhurst had thirty three. But you had mentioned. Uh, man, they had some Kevin Johnson, um, yeah. uh, Matt Steinmetz, uh, Br- Brandon Oney, 
uh, this was a really good team, and uh, they, they got you pretty good year. that night. Three so you guys there. are – yeah, because yep. you guys, they would end your season. Um, but, you know, you're moving forward. You're, you're one and two. You, you beat uh, – you get Shelby. You get 35 in that game. And then uh, you beat a, a, a Toledo-Whitmer team, another team added yeah, to the schedule. They had Ryan guy. Smith, who I believe – Yeah, he did. Yep. Did he play at Purdue? Okay, I thought that was the guy. You had 22 in that game. Uh, then you lose an- another tough one, 89-86, where you had 44. Um, you scored 32. Your team scored 32 in the fourth. You lose to Bellevue, 89-86. Was that was my senior year. Yeah, your senior year, you, you lose uh, on a last-second shot. Um but they get you 89-86, you defeat Galleon, and then you go down, uh, you're invited to the play-by-play classic for the first time um, at the Schottenstein Center, and you had 36 in this game, but again, you were you were up against it, uh, you were down 16, you cut it to four, you end up getting beat 79-70 oh, by Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton had, Billy Allen, yeah, they, they had won the 2004 state championship yeah. when Billy was a sophomore, Um but uh, you guys held to him to seven, but their other guys uh, really got going that night. And, uh, you know, just again, when you're playing um, high level division one teams like that, it's just it's usually the depth uh, of their of their got the size and the depth uh, that can yeah. that get you wear you down. Uh, but again, another another great game for you guys to play. And this is this is crazy, John. After this game. Just eight games into the season, you're four and four. You had only lost four games in your high school career prior to this season. Uh, but you you would win 11 of the final 12 games uh, of this regular season. And, you know, when you look at it, it looks like a lot of the, the guys that were kind of getting plugged in, you guys were starting to, to gel a little bit. You were getting some more – uh, scoring support from some, maybe yeah, some other guys gaining some confidence. I mean, guys that weren't playing as much during that state state tournament run, getting more minutes, getting you know starting playing majority of the minutes. You know, for myself, I went from playing the five to playing point guard. You know, it was it was a learning curve for me. I was Jake wasn't there anymore. Greg wasn't there anymore. I was I was the leader, and I had to you know. Like I said, I went from playing. Mainly like, hey, you've got to score. You're going to play point guard, and not only do you have to score, you got to get other guys involved. Well, you you must have uh, not been real happy about this 4-4 four and four start because the very next game, a 105-100 uh. against Tiffany <laughs> Columbia, and you know where I'm going with this. Uh, you you dropped uh, 77, uh, 77 points that night. Uh, which was the most in the state since Belair St. John's Alan Horniak, uh, who would later star at Ohio State, put up 86. Uh, so you were nine points short of that against uh, Tiltonsville uh, powerhouse there uh, on January 10th of 1969. So this was a big night. You were 22 of 38 from the field. You hit 12 threes. Here's here's something that that I like. Twenty seven to twenty eight at the free throw line. I remember that. Uh, 
you had 12 of the 13 in overtime and uh, you know, you had 16 rebounds, five steals, six blocks, uh, 77 points. This gave you uh so you, you were at uh, 1,617 points after this game. What do you remember? I mean, 77 points in a 32-minute game. That's wild. It's like, I'm not kidding. There were a couple things. I remember one of their guys had 52, Josh Moore. I remember that. The other thing is, like, it's weird. Like, yeah, it was a yes. 77 if there is one. I'm not kidding. Like, I know that sounds weird to say, but it's not like I was just, like, scoring in bunches. It didn't feel like that. I mean, I shot a lot of free throws, but I, it was weird. It was a weird night. And I remember after the game, one of my best friends, James Dews, he played at Lakota East, played at Miami, Florida. So him and I played AU together. Yeah. And one of my very, very best friends, um, we used to talk after every game. I remember he called me. So I'm, we're walking out of the, arena, the, the high school. He calls, he's like, hey, man. He's like, how'd you do tonight? And I was like, oh, we did well. We won. He's like, I had 50. I, I can't remember. He's like, I had 50-some. And he's like, what did you do tonight? And I was like, oh. Congrats, man. And I was like, oh, yeah, we won in overtime. He's like, how many did you have? And I was like, 77. And he's like, stop. Because he, he used to teach to try and, like, say I had more <laughs> And I'll never forget, he called me, and, and he's like, what did you have tonight? And I was like, oh, I had 77. And he, like, threw his phone. <laughs> John, there's not many people on earth you could have a conversation with uh, that would understand – what it's like I, to score 77 points. I, mean, I remember I mean, that's game, like there was a game my senior year against Bellevue at home where I hit eight of nine threes in the first quarter. We'll probably get to it. Coach Models in the building. And that game is in my mind more than 77 points because it was like it just happened so quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming as you're obviously this was a close game. Uh, you know, as you're playing, no. you're not you're not thinking about that. You're just trying to get buckets to help your team win. But um, yeah, I, I think when you scored that 77, um, I think it woke a lot of people up, and you weren't thinking about it. But at this point, uh, I mentioned you were at now 1,617 points. So you're you're less than you, you only needed 1,341 uh, to tie the record. Um, and you know, the good thing about your teams were you played, um, quite a few tournament games, uh, which, which is is a big help. Three point lines, a big help. Uh, you know, Jay, Jay didn't have that. Uh, but, but Jay was a mid range guy. Um, and and you, you just never know. That's why you can't compare eras. Um, but so you, you, you hit that 77, you come back. Uh, with a 35 a little later you play Willard again they beat you 90 to 73 you had 38 and 10 again (laughs) Jimmy had 33 um it looks like a guy Ian Mason yeah is he starting to come on at this point okay because I noticed he started to it looked like he was starting to pick Mm -hmm. up the scoring a little bit and as you guys moved, um, you know, down the stretch here, you had 30 against Bucyrus, 33 against Shelby. Uh, you beat Bellevue 93-75. You had 52. Uh, you connected on a measly 11 of oh, 16 so that was, from the three-point line about. that night. It wasn't my senior year. It was my junior It was junior year. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I went eight. Eleven to sixteen. That ain't bad. Coach Mondo was out that game. I cooled yeah, off. Yeah, what happened after that? Eight and nine, and you <laughs> cooled off. So, so fifty-two, and, and uh, you close out the regular season with 32, 35, 35, 38. Uh, you know. I was telling a buddy earlier, I said, yeah, man, I'm doing this research for this with, uh, for, for, for a story on John and, and chasing this record down. And I said, there's games of like 40 points where I, I can't even talk about it. It was, it was a, just a afterthought of, of some of these games that he had. And, and I never realized uh, just, I mean, how regular 32 or 35 became when uh, as I said, we, we would check, you know, me and my buddies would check these things on JJ Huddle all the time and be like, man, he only had 35 last night. You know, he ain't going to get that record. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was incredible. So then you guys, you come into the tournament, you're hot. Um, you know, you'd won 11 and 12, uh, you defeat, like I said, you played another NOL team in the first round, you beat Galleon. Uh, and actually, on this night, you only scored 21, but you uh, end up with exactly 2,000 uh, after this night. So you hit the 2,000 mark your junior year. Uh, 2,000 is a big uh, marking point. You know, that's that kind of separates a lot of guys. Um, then you defeated a, a, a mm-hmm. well-coached Ontario team. Um, mm-hmm. Joe does a great job up there. You get... Norwalk, again, another new NOL. Coach Gray, again, you had 28 at Ashland. You beat them in the district semis. And then the epic, oh, uh, man, this must have been a classic, Coach John. Bowles, one of, like, guys that I've coached, like, this is one of, that was one of the best games. I mean, I mean, 101-98 against a team that, you know, yep. had beaten you pretty handily yeah, um, in the regular season twice. Uh yeah, three thousand plus at Kate's Gymnasium for this one, uh, according to Mark Hazelwood of the Lorraine Morning Journal. Chuck Fry, yeah. Charlie Fry, the former Browns quarterback, was was in the building for this. Um, and John, I don't know. I mean, I've done a, a lot of research over the years, but uh, you and, and Jimmy both had fifty five in this game, and and you had. Uh, According to the article, you came. Yeah. So the did you injure the elbow in this game, or was that before? That was no fun. Okay. Yeah. So you you hyperextend your elbow and you come back with a fifty-five. Jimmy hits a fifty-five. Um, you have yep. a three from the left wing there that rims out, uh, and they go on uh, to win that game to remain undefeated. They end up losing in the regional final to St. Vincent St. Mary's. Uh, 65, 63, you end the season. You're now at 2,106 points, 852 shy of the record. And if you played 21 games, um, meaning that you've played just one tournament game your senior year, you'd had to average close to 41 to get that. But the question I had about you and Jimmy was you averaged, uh, a shade under 35 as a junior mm-hmm. and Jimmy averaged close to 31. I wonder how many times in the history of Ohio high school basketball, two guys from the same conference uh, probably averaged not very over often. thirty a game. Yeah, I mean that, that's got to be rare, right? Player. Like, like that's Jimmy's my guy. We talk 
a lot. Um, very good friends with him. Uh, but just he was a phenomenal player. Had a great career at Robert Morris. Uh, we had some battles though. It was crazy. Great player. Great family. Have known him for a while. You know, we uh, have always. It's always been a level of respect. I think. I think we always respected each other's game and the work that we put into it. And uh, you know, that's a guy that I consider a close friend. Well, Jimmy graduates. You don't. Well, another fantastic job by John, kind of walking us through his third season in the high school ranks. And uh, you should definitely be excited about the final episode where uh, John takes us through that incredible senior season uh, that he and Upper Sandusky have. So where we stand right now, um, John is... 852 points away from tying Jay Burson's record. Um, he has 2,106 points, which uh, for even great players, that would be a phenomenal uh, entire high school career, but he's got this after his junior season. So um, I'm really looking forward to, to releasing the final episode of this because uh, – you know, it, it's interesting how everything kind of comes full circle uh, where the, <clears throat> you know, the the record is being chased. Uh, John's final high school game is against Dayton Dunbar, which is kind of ironic because that's the team that they beat in 05 uh, in the state semis and route to the state championship. So uh, John... Uh, you know, ha has a lot of uh, vivid memories uh, of that senior season. And uh, I look forward to him telling you that story on episode four. Uh, and that'll be out sometime next week. But uh, until then, I hope everybody has a great week and uh, enjoy episode number three.